episode 141, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comic, issue number one, The Coulson Protocols, Lola. Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello, 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 everyone. It's me, Ben, Ben Avery, and I am here to talk about some comic books. It's been a little while. We've been, we've had a small break because of uh, this new series, old series called S.H.I.E.L.D. was canceled. Now we're in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. issue number one, and I have read it, and so has my friend, Dandy Daniel Butcher, the Doctor of Love. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And for those of you who are not listening to this in real time, happy Valentine's Day anyway, because any day can be a day for love. And that's Am I right? Or am I right? You're right, buddy. And we're definitely going to talk about love. Love. being a gentleman. Love exciting and new. Come aboard. We're expecting you. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's the way it went when we were kids. Well, still goes that way. Yeah, but they're really not expecting me since I've never gone on a voyage, Ben. Okay, all right, fine, fine, fine. So, as mentioned, we had a little hiatus here because there was no S.H.I.E.L.D. comic last week. There was only, last month, there was only Howling Commandos. So we have two of those this time around. But our our S.H.I.E.L.D. comic was canceled or repackaged, <laughs> and we now have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and so this episode, we're going to catch up on three, even though I thought it was going to be six. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. When I say Hold. miscommunicated, I made up something in my mind. I need to apologize, Daniel. I need to apologize. This was not intentional. This misunderstanding was not intentional. And yet the outcome, if I was a meaner person, I would take joy in the outcome. Instead, I'm just taking glee and the outcome, because you had to purchase two comics that you thought I was purchasing and reading. Uh, three. Well. Going to have to get a fourth now. Right, right. But I'm not worried about the third and the fourth. The third and the fourth, they're not as bad uh, as far as you're concerned. <laughs> because of this misunderstanding, my partner in crime, Dandy Daniel Butcher, purchased two comics that were adaptations of Iron Man 3. But you see how loving Ben is? He, he didn't hold me down he didn't mock me for this and let's i honest, wanted to month, i wanted month, to next month we'll probably talk about it don't you think well when the when does the trade come out i don't know because that's what, what i'm buying so <laughs> I, well whenever that trade comes out i'm gonna go ahead and hold on to these and i'm gonna read them at that time i so. totally when i was contacting i was sending you texts from the comic shop telling you oh guess what this one is it's iron man three part one that's what Captain America Civil War Prelude is. And I thought it was funny. And so I'm sending you those messages and you're thinking I'm reading it. And I'm just thinking it's funny that Captain America Civil War Prelude is Iron Man 3, which you hated or disliked intensely. Well, I, w- I look forward to seeing how Harley's depicted. <laughs> so good old little Harley. 
Anyway, that's... anyway, let's get let's get to the big show. Let's go ahead and should we should we do the highlight comic of the show? Well, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll probably just talk about Howling Commandos together, right? Even though it's two issues, yeah. it's issues think... three and four, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's let's jump into it then. And and this is Shield number one. A new writer, Mark Guggenheim. You might know from writing stuff like. Uh, Squadron, uh, uh, Supreme Sinister, uh, Squadron Supreme, no, Squadron uh, Sinister. I, I thought he was a TV writer too. I think he didn't he write Book of Eli or something like that? And uh, I know he, I think he's the guy. Oh, uh, now I'm just speaking out of school because I think he's the guy who wrote like Supermax, that movie that was going to have Green Arrow in it when he went to prison. Um, now, oh man, I maybe, dude, dude, he wrote on Green Arrow, yeah. Wow, that that's bad. He, he also did Percy Jackson Sea of Monsters, but dude, he he wrote Green Arrow. <sighs> I'm that's what I'm saying is is this is not. Let's see his television work. Not Green Arrow, Green, Green Lantern, Green Lantern, Green Lantern. Yeah, Eli Stone, not Book of Eli. Eli Stone. He was oh. an executive producer for No Ordinary Family on ABC. He uh, adapted Green Arrow comics. He worked on Arrow and serves as showrunner on Arrow. Um, you think he still serves as showrunner? Uh, served. Well, I don't know. Because served, serves, one of those. He has written for The Flash in comics. He has written well, for, well, he, did a, he did a run on Aquaman a while ago. Do you really see DC letting their showrunner write for the other guys? Because he has been writing more and more for Marvel lately. Well, yeah, I'm, I don't know. If he's good, he's good. And television and that the television department is a different place. You know. Oh, man. I don't know. Well, mixing medias, mixing medias. He was showrunner anyway for a while. He helped develop Arrow. Yeah, yeah, that's the Guggenheim I'm thinking of. All right, you, let's do a quick summary. I, I get this one. I may interrupt myself here and there. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this go for it. The Colson Prodigals, episode one, Lola. Oh, I already got problems, but I love go it. ahead. I love it. I'm, I, I see the tie-ins to the show. Uh, I feel good about Lola. I, we're going to find out about the back history of the car. I'm excited about this. All right, on the cover, we've got uh, Deathlock. Yeah, Henry Hayes Deathlock. So yeah, but it's it's, it's Deathlock. We've got well, and, and Hayes was really was really inspired by Agents of Shield, even though he's not the same Deathlock. He's kind of got a similar story. We have Fitzsimmons on the cover. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, May. Yeah, we've got the Quake, team, buddy. Mockingbird. Uh, let's talk about Quake. When'd you grow her hair out? Uh, you know, that's what people do sometimes. Well, I mean, did they not tell them that she cut her hair so that she'd look like the comics? And now we've got her growing her hair out again. <laughs> so does she want to grow her hair out in real life? Is that what Chloe's desire is? I don't know. Don't really care too much. The hair doesn't bother me. Hair's not yeah, important. You know, to me. that really artistically threw me off. Okay. Well, it didn't bother me. But again, I have no prior experience with Quake other than the only comics I've read with her have been these S.H.I.E.L.D. comics. So It was kind of a deal breaker to me. And in the background, Iron Man's face. Maybe? 
but it's there. It's there. It's there. So, so tell us what happens, Daniel. It's a quiet day at the Pentagon when Iron Man attacks and breaks in. And Iron Man only wants to talk to Phil Coulson. Well, that Iron Man wants to talk to Phil Coulson. Good point. Good point. Because that's a that's a caption box there. It's it's not a, a dialogue balloon. It's taking us over into the next the next scene. In which we see Iron Man. <laughs> well, Tony Stark. Yeah. And, and he he's going to again, we're not trying to spoil everything here, but basically he's he's saying that wasn't him. But he wants to know what's going on because, you know, why is one of his armors looking for Phil Coulson? So he wants to talk to Phil Coulson. No, he's no. currently out on mission. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's a little bit more to it, but basically, why is my armor stealing stuff? And asking for Phil Coulson. I ask that question all the time. Why is my armor stealing stuff? <sighs> because it's evil, Ben. It's evil. It's probably probably the easiest explanation. Occam's razor. Yeah. Okay. So so basically, Phil, he's interested. He gets off his mission, which is in my mind super fun. Lots of fun. And gives us an opportunity to see the entire team in action, even for just a frame for some of them. But it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And we get to find out a little bit more about Phil and his geekiness. He's one of us. He is. Um, I would say that his code names are all authors that I read at one point or another. And I can guarantee you have too, Ben. Yep. Uh, his He gives his team code names based on his favorite authors. And... It's three authors who I would put definitely in my top 20, maybe tw- top 25. Well, and a couple of them go in my top five. Phil post mission. He's worried about this Pentagon thing, too. So he goes to see an old friend. And Ben, do I spoil it? Mm, probably. I mean, Lola is people. It's people. He named his car after a real person. A real girlfriend. An actual girlfriend who, when uh, Tony Stark brought her name up, he said, ring any bells? And he said, almost rang wedding bells. So here's the deal. He named his car after an ex-girlfriend, ex-close-to-fiance. Is that a sign of love? No. <laughs> is this is this Phil? No. Showing us how to be lover, lo- loving... How to be romantic? No, no. You can give. I'm your... gonna name my minivan Mrs. Butcher. Okay, I'm not. Because that is. Weird. No, you know we have a silver minivan. And you know what it's named? It's Silver Surfer. It is not named after an ex-girlfriend of mine. I have a little red Toyota Corolla. You know what it's named? Red Ronin. Why? Because it's red, and I'm super geeky. But. Ugh. You don't name your car after an ex-girlfriend. That is not super geeky. That is super creepy. So, the ex-girlfriend helps Phil fill in Phil on what was taken. And, and again, I don't want to get too spoilery. Next month, I'll continue this line of thought. But we discover that Phil Coulson is, in fact, Batman. <laughs> yeah, there's. it's hard to talk about this without really spoiling. But it's it it feels like a storyline we've we've read before in DC, don't you agree? It is, it is. But to put this element in Coulson's hands, 
makes absolute sense in in the 616 universe. All right. Shall I begin to go off? And I, I might have one more spoiler in me. Uh, I have yeah. a major thing that I'm upset with. I, I, and I do too, but you, go ahead first. Well, one of the big things that we often ask ourselves is, is this our Phil Coulson? You know, I, I struggle with that at times in Secret Avengers. And this issue, there's moments where it feels like TV Phil. It feels like Clark Gregg. I would agree. Geekiness, the name call, you know, the names for his teams. Tolkien, uh, Asimov, or Asimov rather, and Heinlein. Yeah. The the fact that he Beautiful. is cool under pressure. I Wonderful. mean, it yeah. feels at times like we've got a scene out of the Avengers, but it's Phil. Uh so I, I like that sort of stuff, and, and it rings true. But I also have a character beat that doesn't ring true for me, which is Phil Coulson is not a frat boy. He's not in college. And yes, he may have a relationship with this woman. He may have um, relations relations with this woman. But my Lord, man, he is not going to be spending his evening on a couch. Post relations. That man is going to a bedroom. Not a couch. That's your problem. Seriously, though, Phil Coulson's a gentleman. He's not Luke Cage. You know, he's not going to fall into the throes of passion and then sleep it off afterwards on a couch. Uh, Now, you you might find that odd for me to say that, but it's a little misstep to me that really says, does Guggenheim watch the show? You know because what he watches is Arrow. He watches Arrow. Um, well, and he brought that in. He brought in the Arrow. What do you mean? You mean with uh, Fitz and May? Yeah. Uh, that that to me was just oh, where what, what what's going on here? I mean, I understand it's like it's a different universe. It's a different canon. It's a different story but Fitz flirts with May um now we do have a uh, emotional moment with with Simmons on one page where we kind of have two MacGuffins that we're looking at one is what Iron Man's suit or the person in Iron Man's suit or whoever's controlling Iron Man's suit what are they going after and how are they going to get it and or, or how are they going to get it back I should say how is how is Coulson going to get it back and then you have uh it, in their mission, uh, something happened to Simmons, and that's going to be a problem. She seems to have been infected with something. And then you have this romantic subplot with Fitz and May. Yep. <laughs> I sense. <sighs> you know, I do get the sense that the comic book May is a little bit younger. Possibly. You know? So I, she actually feels age appropriate. It's, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but she she doesn't feel like she's 10 to 15 years older than him. Or or even more. Uh but no. It just doesn't feel right and I don't know if it's because I spent 3 seasons or you know two and a half seasons with our team, but these character moments don't ring true to me. Colson dealing with Lola. Colson you know, he, he's named the car Lola. It's Lola in the 616 universe. 
He did. He named his car after this woman. I'm agreeing with you. Romantic. It is. You accuse me of not knowing romance, but I'll I'll say this, Daniel. You can't accuse me of not not knowing not romance. There's too many knots in there. Anyway, I can recognize creep creep factor when I see it. (laughs) That's creep factor. That's creep factor one, Captain. So. Ben, hmm? do you have anything else to say about this before we give our final assessment of number one? I do not. I, I do not. So I'm going to just go ahead and throw my 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 first thoughts into into this. We have a writing change. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a huge Mark Wade fan. I find Mark Wade to be fine, but I don't get as excited about Mark Wade as many other people do. Um, so I was okay with an an author change, a, a writer change. We already saw huge. We're artists change anyway, so we're pretty used to that. Um, overall, though, I do kind of miss Shield team up because um, that element kind of feels gone from this. Mm-hmm. This is definitely more of a writing for a trade, overarching, not Marvel guest star of the week, with a little question here or there about a few things. But I, I mean, again, I mean, I'm riding the storm out on this. You know, but I, I, I think I'm going to miss the team up part aspect. I, I had a hard time with this. I wanted to like it. I, the cover told me, Ben, you're buying me anyway, but, but look, dude, you're going to like what's inside of me. You know, I am a chocolate covered cherry and this cover here is chocolate, and you like chocolate. And inside is going to be sweet syrup and cherry, a maraschino cherry. You like both of those, don't you? Ben, buy me. Buy me and appreciate me. And I bought it. And then I got to the cherry, and there's a pit in the middle of the cherry. And all of the syrup had leaked out the bottom of the chocolate. So it's just dry around that little plastic holder in the chocolate-covered cherry box. Daniel, I was not a fan. And I'm I'm going to... We're reading it. We're reading. We're buying. We're reporting. And I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt next episode, next issue, rather. Uh, we will see where this goes. But right now, not a fan. It just... It stepped on too many things that I was just like, oh, well, that's not, oh, come on. Why? Wow. Oh, great. They made Shield and Darrow. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't made that connection, though. I, I knew about the movie the that I think he was involved in that, that called Supermax, which sounds like a pretty interesting premise, but a weird place for, you know, the first DC movie to go uh, after, like, the Batman stuff. I'm telling you, I, same day I read this, I read his Squadron Supreme, Secret Wars tie-in, and loved it. With this, some days I just feel like you and I could probably do a little bit better with filling the team, Maybe. including let's have more than one frame of the team. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish this had been. I I only no. got to say "Hey, girl" for one frame. I I feel like it would have been a nicer issue for me if they had spent more time with the team. You know, I don't mind doing a lengthy story arc. But 
I remember some good story arcs in Marvel 2-in-1 and Marvel Team-Up where there was things happening over the course of a handful of issues. Six, I, I seven. reviewed three out of four of the issues. Actually, I think one's hidden. Um, of Marvel Team Up that had Nick Fury and Black Widow yeah, yeah. and Shang Chi, and it's glorious. And and it's got a continuing storyline, but it has this revolving yeah. guest stars, you know. And yeah. that's what I'm thinking. You know, do that, do that. Where you call in on that special person who can only only one hero could help out in this situation, or a hero needs help. You know, there's that element here of Tony Stark showing up, needing help, hitting on May. Um, or was he hitting on Hill? I think he was hitting on May. I can't remember now. He was May. May, yeah. Totally. I'm with it. That's exciting. That's fun. You know? It's Tony Stark interacting with our guys and ladies. But, yeah, I'm on, on this one, I'm, I'm saying wait it out. Uh, if you haven't bought it yet, you can wait for the trade on this. And, and we'll see what happens with the following issues. So, all right, Benton, let's go into your my corner. Yeah, my corner is Howling Commandos of Shield issues number three and four, and issue number three is called um oh I don't have that title. Uh, titles are hard to find in these. Uh, in fact, I really maybe there isn't the one here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it opens with these typewriters. Yeah, no yeah. Titles. Nope. It's still written by Frank, uh, Frank Barbary. Brent Schoonover is the artist. Nick Filardi is the colorist. Uh, Joe Good Caramanga. consistency on the team. Yeah, yeah. Good I consistency. Mean, this is meant to be a continuing story, and and so we've continued the story. Sphinx is still looting museums with his young protege, stealing artifacts of magical significance, and then they are going to lock down the museum on their escape with with magic. But Dugan and his team arrive, and leaping out of a plane before the magic is able to cover the entire museum, Dum Dum Dugan, who is a uh, life model decoy, Hit Monkey, a gun-toting monkey, War Wolf, a werewolf with cybernetic enhancements, and Zombie Sitwell, they dive in. It's a trap. It's a trap. They know it. We know it. Sphinx knows it. And so does young Nadine who is the girl who manifested ghosts in the subway last issue. She knows it's a trap because she's linked to the Sphinx's apprentice. They're twins. And so while Dum Dum Dugan and his team are taking care of mummies in the museum, her twin, Nadine's twin, possesses her and she attacks the base where she is prisoner. Monsters are escaping, including her new friend, Teen Abomination. She's being really destructive until her twin disconnects the connection. But... Too bad for her. She is now in Dr. Cray's hands. And Dr. Cray is the, the guy who's running Stake, which is the supernatural uh, arm of S.H.I.E.L.D. Meanwhile, in the museum... Really wanted their name to spell Stake. Somebody did, yes. Meanwhile, in the museum, the team finds an explosive has been wired to a mummy's head. And boom. What's going to happen next? Find out next issue. You want to talk about this issue real quick? I got two things I want to talk about with this. Two, two mini themes. Want to go there? Sure. All right. So the first thing that we get is Nadine talking to Team Abomination. And she is feeling just cooped up and a prisoner. But Team Abomination says to her, no, no, no. We're here because we're special. 
We're here because sometimes they need our help. We're here because we're part of S.H.I.E.L.D. And she's she's like, we're in a prison. You know, we're prisoners because we're in a prison. Uh, so the question is, are they prisoners who are being imprisoned and then used? Or are they imprisoned because they are special and need to be put into a place where they will you know, they won't harm anyone and then brought out to go on the missions and be used. So that's one element that this story kind of brings out. And the other one that I wanted to talk about is Dum Dum Dugan's uh, conundrum as he's dealing with, with zombie Sitwell, who, if you might remember, uh, blew up one of Dum Dum Dugan's bodies with a bazooka. And, but he's a, he's a comrade. He is, he is. And, and he's a howler. And somewhere in there, Sitwell's still got to be there. And that's Dum Dum's conundrum. Is Sitwell still in there? Is he in there? And he's trying to draw Sitwell out. And so, yeah, it, it's it's a good read. I, I liked it. Um, I'm not a big fan of all the Egypt stuff. Mummies are okay. They're just zombies who have, you know, a different wardrobe. When it comes down to it. You, you know what I could use more of? What? A little more hit monkey. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we get more of hit monkey. We get, we get some good hit monkey in here. We do. Some we good do. Good hit monkey. But really, it, we should really break this entire title into Sitwell, Dugan, and hit monkey. It's like a, it's like a touring buddy show. But there, there's three of them. Hit monkey sits in the back like the Cylon commander. As they cruise across America. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, a monkey, a robot, and a I zombie walking saying. to a bar. I hear what you're saying. All right, next issue. Next issue. Uh, should I spoil it? They survived. Oh. They survived the explosion. Dugan uh, and the others, He he basically says, you know, Police are going to be here pretty soon. This museum is is a wreck. It's destroyed. Uh, you guys run and hide. We'll come back for you. I'm going to leave right now. So Dugan escapes by killing his current body and finds himself back in the stake base. It's been ravaged by battle with Nadine. And so he comes in conflict with Cray. Cray doesn't approve of Dugan's methods. Dugan doesn't approve of Cray's attitude uh, because Cray is essentially an evil scientist and Dugan is a military guy who wants to get the mission done and get it done right. But we also find out what mama's calling. (laughs) So they better get this straightened out. Right. Well, and Cray is in conflict with mama with Hill that is. And she's not a big fan of him. You know, he's not a big fan of her. He's holding secrets from her. She's yeah. All that stuff's happening. It's, it's chain of command stuff. And it's a hot mess full of organizational dysfunctionalism. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the other thing that's happening though, that we find out is Cray is torturing Nadine and trying to get answers from her about how did you know what's going on? And she's trying to, you know, why, why did you attack and all these things? I was, a, I was possessed by my twin brother who can, you know, made me attack the, well, that's not going to sound right. Is it? More torture, more torture. Dugan goes in to rescue her. And I, I'm, I guess I'm going to spoil this comic too. But the reason I'm spoiling it is because it's leading into the next issue. And the next issue 
there's a big cliffhanger here. And I think this makes this worth reading. Uh, Dugan goes in to rescue Nadine. There's a standoff. I'm not going to tell you how everything goes down, but the conflict in this issue is not with mummies or zombies or the Sphinx, really. Although the Sphinx, he's continuing his evil plan. Well, and sometimes he's Lord Sphinx. <laughs> issue three. Sometimes he's just Sphinx. <laughs> issue four. Yeah, and he... he yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a Darth Vader vibe to him. Uh, he keeps calling uh, the Nadine's twin brother his apprentice, his protege. But the main conflict here is within the bureaucracy, within the um, the halls of of stake. And there's resolution to the conflict. And there's also mummies in San Francisco. And so Hill tells Dugan, you have control of your team. Can you take care of this? And Dugan believes he can take care of this. And the team assembles for a group shot. And it's all these monster characters. It's a pretty, pretty fun shot. And you're ready. You're excited for this next issue because of this shot. Well, because Man-Thing is back in action. So we have Team Abomination. We have Man-Thing. We have Hit-Monkey. We have Warwolf. We have Werewolf or uh, Vampire by Night. We have Dugan with his bowler cap. Uh, We've got a good team here. You know, they are uh, zombies sit well. They're ready to go into action. It's, you know, even says next monster versus monster. And yeah, so I, I'm, I am. You're right. I'm ready for this next issue. I want to read issue five. So you're excited. I'm you're excited. Excited might be a little strong, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready. So and here's the thing. I haven't had a whole lot to say about this. I enjoy Dugan. A little less hit monkey in this one. A little disappointing. A little less hip monkey. I, I've liked, I liked seeing, you know, Dugan. I love Dugan. I think he's a great character. But really, this story, it, it's not really deep. It's other than organizational dysfunction, which every business should pay attention to. Um, a lot of this is just straight on action. It really is. Well, there's one philosophical, philosophical, philosophical idea going on here. And that is. Who's the real monster, Daniel? Who's the real monster? The monsters or the guy who's being a monster to the monsters? If it was Deadpool, he'd look straight at you and say, it's you. Maybe he would. Maybe he wouldn't. I'm not going to put words in his mouth ever. But. (laughs) Yeah. But who's the real monster? Is it the people that they're holding in prison or is it the people who who are holding them? And clearly, Cray is a monster. But. Or Ben, is it Marvel Comics? Marvel Comics is the monster? Because we have a problem, Ben. What's our problem? Oh, oh. Should we just say, again, I, I liked this issue. Uh, I, I didn't love it. I liked it. It's an action romp. You're going to give the news? Well, it's pseudo news. So so I sent you a message, Ben, when I was ordering my comics, because I do it through uh, DCBS the discount comic book service. And I said, Ben, there's no howling commandos in April. Yes, you did. And we didn't think anything of it. And then about a day later, we saw this story that wonders has Marvel stealth canceled howling commandos a shield because of the fact that there is no April issue after next month's issue. Number five, which is collected (laughs) in the trade paperback listed on Amazon. There are no current issues out there that we know of. 
It was the lowest selling Marvel all new, all different book of December, Ben. And no surprise. And so hopefully they have written these five issues with that in mind, thinking, you know what? We might not get beyond this trade paperback arc. And if that's the case, I'm okay with that because we're getting an end. At least I hope we're getting an end. I think we're going to get an end. I do. Um, it feels and I like can't it. can see the Helen Commando showing back up in other places if they do get canceled. Yeah. I can see him showing up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, this might be our, our penultimate issue. Next issue might be the final issue. And, you know, we'll go from there and maybe we'll just be able to have shorter comic episodes because we'll just have one S.H.I.E.L.D. issue except for those <laughs> prelude but comics gotta, that you're purchasing. We're going to talk about four prelude comics. <laughs> I have three of them. We're going to talk about them. I'll be buying the trade paperback. I just decided to wait and not buy the individual issues. I accept your excuse, man. Yeah. I wasn't clear in my communication. But you also weren't paying attention. (laughs) I I really wasn't. I was working, you know. At any rate, um. They do have some nice subtleties with Sitwell that I wonder where they're going with it in this this particular issue. By golly, I think next issue, the real Sitwell is going to come back. I don't Either know. That or, or Hit Monkey will just continue to ride him like an ad at. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. And Nadine have a, has a costume at the end here. And and there's Man Thing sitting, I do like standing that, there yeah. in the back. That that you know uh armageddon shot we got the team all lined Mm -hmm. up ready to go yeah i do think that if uh the teen abominations um stepmom knew where he was he'd be a little ticked she'd be a little mad just saying well of course i'm not sure she i can't remember if she knows he exists so (laughs) well Yeah, so that's that. That's this issue of Halloween Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm definitely, even though the Egypt stuff just doesn't excite me, but you know what? I'm I'm excited that uh, about next issue, especially if it's a a nice cap to the the story. I actually like it when things end. I don't want to see things go on and on forever if I'm not going to get a satisfying conclusion or a conclusion. (laughs) So I'm ready. If this is the end, this is the end. And speaking of the end, I just would like everyone to remember that when I see Mike Colson in print, I want him to be Mike Colson. And when I don't see him, I get mad. And all I can do is hit my table and say, so stand down, Frankenstein. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling 177-55-LEVEL-7. 
You can also join the lively conversation going on at Facebook.com slash Welcome to Level 7 or connect with us on Twitter where we're Level 7 Pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls. And you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. Once again, thanks for listening, and remember, welcome to Level 7. It's not just a podcast. It's a magical place. Tell us what happens, Daniel. It's a quiet day at the Pentagon when Iron Man attacks and breaks in. And Iron Man only wants to talk to Phil Coulson. Well, that Iron Man wants to talk to Phil Coulson? Good point, good point. I need to pause. The dog is going to poop now. Guys, we finally developed our time machine. Should we use it to go back and see how Stonehenge was built? Or become friends with Hitler and convince him to stay in art school? Or we could go back in time and get the comic books we missed. Yeah! Yeah. The Comic Book Time Machine. A journey back in time to explore comic books. Good and bad. Whether from seven decades ago or seven days ago. Join our journey at comicbooktimemachine.com.